Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guest is Caroline Henrik, author of A Very Lappy Christmas, a story of love, adventure, and teamwork. She's also the founder of HappyLappies.com, which is doing a lot of great stuff, both for animals and those experiencing homelessness, and just a lot of great goals for the company as a whole. We're talking about writing a book providing inspiration and happiness to other people, why Caroline was inspired to write this book, her entire crew of dogs, which I'll let her say how many she has, but it just sounds like such a festive household over there. And we're getting into all of that good stuff. If you'd like to get in touch with Good People Cool Things, you can do so a couple different ways. Send an email to joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com or Reach out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast on all of them. You can also, if you've got a little pup at home that you want to curl up with, why not head over to the shop, goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop. We've got all kinds of great merch like mugs, wall art, sweaters, hoodies, shirts, hats. Look stylish, feel cozy while you're getting your cuddles on, curled up with some hot cocoa. And while you're doing that, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Caroline. For those of us who who aren't familiar with Caroline Henrik or Lappies, give us the scoop. What are they all about? Well, my name is Caroline Henrik. I live in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania with my husband and my son, Christopher, who just recently graduated from Virginia Tech. So, and our 10 Finnish Lapoons and our rescue brandy. And our three birds and our guinea pigs. So we have a full house. (laughs) Um, My day job is that I am a lawyer. I am a general counsel um, for a wonderful company uh, in Pennsylvania. And um, we just, you know, I I had always thought and admired authors. Um, And when the opportunity came related to some personal issues and purchasing these dogs and them having one litter and the amazing dogs that they are. They are reindeer herders uh, in Northern European countries, Finland, Norway, Sweden, and they're just amazing dogs. And everything just came together, Joey, where I wanted to do this um, and just came to pass, made it happen. Did you have any idea that you would eventually have 10 dogs or was that a surprise i when i worked for the norwegian company i went to norway and i fell in love with a finnish lapoon named leo and we had already had a few rescues we had probably three dogs at that time a couple rescues and a purebred and then as they reached old age and passed uh, which is very difficult for any of your listeners or that have pets of course and my husband said to me Let's, let's see if we can get a Finnish lapoon. Well, they're very difficult to get in the US um, through breeders, but we got a, a female and then we got a male and we went away on vacation and we had an oops moment while they were being taken care of. And lo and behold, we had eight puppies. And my husband who was basically retired had never whelped puppies. It's very, very, you know, people have to be knowledgeable about this, but he read everything he could possibly everywhere he could get it on the internet, books, everything. And he helped Kaylee deliver the puppies and he didn't leave them. Uh, never. 
even basically took his phone into the restroom to watch them on the puppy cam. Um, so when they were four months old, um, we moved them from what we call the, the nursery, nursery to our downstairs finished area. And while going down the steps, um, he fell, missed a step. We don't know what happened. He fell and then uh, he had a very serious traumatic brain injury and nine days later in the hospital had a subsequent stroke. So at that point, there was no way my son or I were going to let those puppies go. They were our family, they were our heart and soul and they were Steve's. And, and so when um, they did not know Steve's condition ultimately, whether he would, how he would recover if he would. Uh, and I had to face, you know, very real and potentially scary possibilities of what decisions might might be made. Uh, I brought Kaylee and then subsequently uh, at later times, Snowy, and he reacted to them, Joey. And when he reacted to them um, and among other things, just, um, you know, devotion and, 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 and faith, frankly, um, I made the decision that he was strong and determined and that I was going to fight with him. And we have, he's gone through um, significant rehab, been in and out of um, the University of Pennsylvania hospitals, which are amazing, amazing people. And uh, rehab that everyone who's helped him is amazing, as I mentioned in my acknowledgement. Um, and he is walking with assistance. Uh, he's still quite disabled uh, with speech and swallowing, but he works hard every day and just that strength and determination and devotion. And he and I had talked about writing a book before he fell, after they had the puppies, that would be an amazing book. But I really hadn't focused on it. I mean, we would have conversations in the evening. Um, you know, what would I say? What would we do? How would we do it? Publishers, would we do it ourselves? But nothing definitive. And then when he fell and I saw how he reacted to those dogs and my son, Chris stayed and, I just decided I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take a chance. And if nobody likes it, if it doesn't go anywhere, then it's something I'll always have. And and uh, I've been very proud of, of the process and the people involved. It's an incredible story. And I think, I think you touched on a good point there is that you as the author need to enjoy the book. Like you need to have that passion, that love that goes into it. And I think a lot of people you know, have writing a book on their bucket list or, or something that they want to accomplish. And sometimes I think people are like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll write this and then I'll make millions of dollars. And it's like, no, that's not why you should be writing it. Like, you, sh you should be totally okay if no one else reads it, which is not the case in, in here, because I think this is the whole story and, and theme kind of behind it is is super passionate and relatable, I think, for a lot of people. And I only have two dogs here, but they're just like tremendous uh, and and yeah it is like anytime I'm in a funk or, or feeling down or anything like all I have to do is just get some dog cuddles in like they'll come over they know something's wrong they're like hey what like why are you why are you feeling down and it's just it's so amazing um just the the power of dogs. unconditional love yes it's uh, unconditional it's love so, it's so wonderful um and you also touched on another thing that you're not a full-time writer. You also have a full-time job that I assume is probably keeping you pretty busy. Uh, I would, I would guess. It, yeah. it does, and that's why I am very, very fortunate that I have an amazing team that worked with me uh, to get this book done, and supportive friends and family who encouraged me throughout. 
and would read the chapters and read the manuscript. And uh, to talk about that team, Joey, um, first to start with the illustrator, Judith Goss is an amazing woman. She and I talked, she read the chapters as I was writing them and they were being edited. She asked and got pictures of the dogs of my family and did several illustrations. Um, you know, just whatever I wanted or needed or the changes, she was just willing to do it. And the expressions on the dog's face and the expressions on the humans. And one thing that was very, very important to me that I told her was I did not want either Santa or Mrs. Claus's face to be shown. You see Santa's beautiful red suit, you see his flowing white beard, you see his gloves, you see Mrs. Claus in a beautiful dress, they're dancing. You see Santa in the sleigh, one picture you see him with sunglasses. So we, that was a, a collaborative discussion, <laughs> how Santa was gonna look, but so we made him cool. But I wanted to do that because I wanted the readers, children, or what I call children of any age, because um, we all are in some ways in our hearts, um, to look at that and see what they wanted to see. If they wanted to see a traditional Santa, Joey, from pictures of, of books that we've seen for years or television, that's exactly what they can see. If they wanna see a Santa of a different race or creed or expression, then that's what they see. It's totally up to the reader. And that goes along with the theme of my book, I put some things in the book that were important to me, but I didn't wanna to say too much. I wanted the readers either individually or with a group of people to say, what does this mean to me? What does self-acceptance, what is teamwork? What does the most important theme of the book and of the whole happy lappy company and series is love and service. How do I relate to that? How do I, deal with people that are different from me? How do I handle myself and, and my demeanor? And all of those came together and, and Judith just, I, I couldn't have asked, I, I told some friends, which she came up with in terms of the ultimate illustrations was exactly what I saw in my mind's eye when I saw this book. And then you have a consultant, uh, Mel Cohen. He is very, very knowledgeable. He guided me through the process, he edited, he uh, knew the right people to contact to do the layout and the proofreading. And um, then we had a wonderful web designer, uh, Robert Straden, um, who was excellent. And we hired a PR firm, Chic Execs, who is an award-winning PR firm to help with the PR. So I have been surrounded and Chris, uh, the, our new graduate um, has been coordinating it all. He's had responsibility for coordinating everything, managing the finances, managing logistics. So anybody who orders through the website, Chris is tracking it. <laughs> um, you know, and I've been signing books for people and you know, dedicating them to the people that they love. And so I couldn't be more proud of the team. That's spectacular. And a very good reminder that you don't have to do this alone. And in fact, it might be I more undue stress, I think, than you're, you probably would want to invite on yourself if you didn't have a supportive team there. And I, I'm just in awe of illustrators in general. I don't know about you, but I cannot draw very well. I, I can I can do a Pac-Man. Stick figures, yes, Joey. Stick figures and Pac-Man are about the uh, <laughs> the extent of my drawing capabilities. And 
there like to to have an an image in your mind of like oh i i want this to look like this but i could not make it happen and then when you see it come to life like that it's just so cool um so i'm i'm very happy to hear that you're you're like what i had in my mind's eye that's what's what's on the the pages there um and obviously the title of the book a very lappy christmas you were talking about santa being in there was your idea always to make this centered during or set i should say during the holidays um or or were early drafts like you know in mid-july or something like that no it was always the first book would always be about christmas because finished lapoons as i mentioned to you earlier are indeed reindeer herders and they protected uh the sami people who were the indigenous people up in the arctic circle in lapland especially which is part of finland uh and they are actually one of the few dogs, I believe there might be two, maybe three dogs that are able to stay outside in the Finnish winters because they have a double coat. So they are related to Huskies, to Malmutes, to um, uh, Pomeranians, actually. So they are in the Spitz breed. So there just really wasn't any way to do a book, in my opinion, the first one, other than to, to tie it to Christmas which is, you know, a holiday that I think many people love, whether, you know, you're tied to the religious spirit or just the whole view of the spirit of Christmas being love and giving and what that means. So I think just it's it's an important holiday, regardless of people's religious affiliations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I was thinking back to an early family vacation in mid, I think I was like 13 or 14. We went to Norway and Sweden, but not Finland. And I feel like I maybe missed out on my my dog watching opportunities back then. So I'll have to I'll have to get out there for a finish. Although I don't know, finish winter. I'm I'm shivering, literally saying that. Just just thinking about it right now. I'm just like, oh, that sounds so cold. But uh, it'd be it'd be so cool to see see those dogs like in the in their natural habitat out there. And there are on Facebook some people, um, you know, that have Finnish lapoons or Laponian herders. There's other dogs, of course, in that Spitz breed, but they actually have video of them herding reindeer uh, with people on jet skis, wow. and it's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, they do that because they're so fast and smart and agile, like all herding dogs are. All herding dogs share that, um, but you know, they are, they are wonderful. Uh, They're beautiful. There's pictures of them in the back of the book uh, of my dogs that were taken by a wonderful uh, studio. Uh, But they are barkers and they are shedders. (laughs) So, so believe me, they are not perfect. Uh, (laughs) I think you'll, you'll take that though with the the good that they I'll take that every day of the week. (laughs) I just have very good vacuums. (laughs) Do you have a, do you have a vacuum recommendation? Oh, uh, we have a Bissell pet cleaner and I think a shark vacuum. So, uh, we have them both going. (laughs) (laughs) Just constantly on. (laughs) Now, uh, some congratulations are in order because I, let me make sure I have, I have the correct award here, but the American Book Fest named you a, a finalist of the children's picture book soft cover fiction category. Very easy. Correct. Very easy to say that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. Did you, did you have any, uh, was this in your, your dreams of, of getting an award winning book? Did you ever imagine it would reach heights like that? 
Oh, well, I, I saw and people said, you should submit your book. And I said, wait a second, I'm reading this. There's publishers, <laughs> there's, um, you know, actors and famous people that submit their books and people are on their fourth or fifth book, you know, and somebody just said, go for it, just send it. And if you don't get anything, so what? And so I sent it and I looked and, oh my goodness, all the amazing books that are, are, were, you know, vying for this award or, or to be a finalist. And so yesterday I knew they were announcing it and I thought, okay, you know, unusual, don't get upset, <laughs> be prepared, you know, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. And then when I saw the email come in that I was one of the finalists that happy, uh, a very happy Christmas was one of the finalists. I immediately called my son and sent an email to the team and congratulated them because, you know, this, this success and this honor um, is in all of their names and, and attributed to all of them. So I congratulate the winners. Um, there were many different categories, all of the winners and all of the finalists, um, you know, it, and, and everyone who submitted all of the books were just beautiful and amazing. And, you know, I just think it's a tribute to, to wanting to still in this day of everything being on the internet, which of course is great. I mean, it, the internet's a wonderful tool, but it's wonderful whether you use Kindle or you want to actually pick up a book uh, to have children and adults um, reading books is, is I just think, I, I loved books, I still do. As, as a lawyer, of course, I read all the time, but, um, you know, not contracts and other other things, you know, it's nice to read something else. And so this, uh, this it was it was a tremendous honor and I am um, very happy and thankful and uh, that, that, that this happened to us. And I think that's a, a, another good point of like, sometimes just the physical aspect of books are, almost like a, a relic lost in time, but I think there's still something like so comforting and rewarding of just picking up a physical book and reading it as opposed to a Kindle, a Nook, what other, whatever other brands are out there that I'm probably missing. Uh, uh, and, mm -hmm. and you know, reading online, like you kind of, at least to me, like I feel like I lose a little of the magic that I, that is that comes from like turning pages and seeing what's next instead of like tapping a screen or scrolling down or or whatever the case may be on the internet. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they're still. Well, and I think, um, Joey, in this day, you know, with COVID, I mean, everything that our country is going through and all the, the tragedy and sorrow of people suffering, um, you know, physically and financially, and all the disagreements that go on in our country now that are heartbreaking. You know, my goal with doing this was just to give people an escape, something happy, a fantasy, something that has the real life messages, but just lets them maybe share with, you know, read over Zoom with their grandchildren or their sisters or their brothers or with friends and just say, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, there's trials and tribulations through this, but at the end, it's a feel good story. And it took me many times because it's so personal to me to not cry when I read it because there are, are points, but it is funny. Several of my friends, I, I said to them, I said, I, I just want to know, who in the family gets a little teary-eyed? And I'll tell you a funny story. One of one of my friends, her husband is 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 very you know an outdoorsman, very rugged. And I said, uh, you know, how did he react? And she said he was misty. And so I, she got him on speaker, and I said, were you misty? And he goes. A little. <laughs> so, so I was proud of that because I thought, well, if I could get him misty, then I, I can touch people. <laughs> might have to add that to the next uh, the next print run is made <laughs> made a rugged man misty 
Uh, that's that's uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and I, it's it's stories like that that I think are like so rewarding as uh, an author or writer just to hear how what you've written has connected with people in in such a way like that. And you mentioned COVID, obviously this year, unlike any other one I've lived through at least. Um, and I know traditionally. Uh, one of the ways that you can market a book is by going out to uh, book fairs or events or, or things like that and, and actually meeting people in person and getting to share your book with them that way. I imagine there hasn't been much of that going on this year uh, since yeah. everything has either yeah. been canceled or moved uh, to a virtual setting. So how? what other ways, obviously, besides appearing on fantastic podcasts like this one, uh, have you been helping Absolutely. promote your book? Um, social media has been a big part of it to be on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, Happy Lappies on Facebook and 10 Happy Lappies on Instagram. It's through just my um, interactions with people because you're right. You can't go out and have book signings. You can't go out and read, um, you know, in classrooms now, at least here in Pennsylvania, um, a lot of schools are going virtual again. So I'm trying to do Zoom readings with either schools or libraries uh, and churches and trying to do it that way. But it's very challenging for, for everybody. I mean, for everybody. And also, you know, are people going to be in the Christmas spirit or, you know, has all this just made it so difficult? Um, and that's just something to, to be dealt with. Um, it's just it's just the way it is. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, I'm looking to time at, at the back of the book uh, is the second book in the series, um, which will be named A Happy Lappy Getaway. And to tell you something about that book, um, the mom and dad, Kaylee and Comey, are very tired after the holidays and they need a little getaway. And so they don't wanna take the kids and the kids don't like that. The Lappies don't like that. So they wanna find mom and dad and they go off with the birds to try to find mom and dad and encounter adventures. And one is gonna be, they're going to meet a cat named Damascus who has a very serious illness. And they're going to try to figure out a way to help save him. And in fact, Happy Lappies is indeed involved um, in supporting this cat who is now he has one more uh blood test but we believe will and pray or hope will be disease free so that's one of my goals be it through rescues or uh contributing uh to help sick animals or my ultimate goal for for the company um if it is indeed successful is i really want to help people that are experiencing homelessness that want to keep their pets because i've talked to several people in the last few years that have. And a lot of shelters uh, do not allow pets. And it breaks my heart because these people will not seek shelter because they will never leave their pets. And first of all, I, I'm very committed. I, I don't wanna see anyone homeless. It's, it's just tragic. But as people are trying to get their lives together and, and they said to me that both gentlemen that I, I spoke with, Reese, no, well, not right before COVID, said that the only thing in their minds keeping them going is their beloved pet. And that just really touched me. So I hope that, you know, I'll be able to achieve some things that I would like to achieve that are part of me. But certainly in the next book, um, Damascus, who's a beautiful Maine coon kitten, uh, he's going to be featured and he's going to, he's going to encounter the lappies. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is that one also fairly i mean it sounds like you have a at least the the plot kind of down so is that 
is I that do. like fully written or is it just kind of like an yeah. outline for now? And you okay. No, it's okay. an outline in my mind and Judith and I are starting to talk about the illustrations. So, you know, it'll probably come out in spring, early summer. I'd really like to hopefully see a vaccine where, you know, people can get out and about and you know not focus quite as much on the on the virus. Uh, you know, and can enjoy life a little bit more. Although, you know, who knows, Joey, is a, you know, vaccine may not be a panacea, mm-hmm. right? We're hearing that. So um, I'm not going to let that completely control it. But, you know, I'd like to see things progress a little bit longer um, in terms of towards that end and and get the book out around that time frame. You've kind of touched on this a little bit with your team of like, the self-publishing versus the traditional publishing route, because you're talking about publishing in spring or summer of next year. Whereas if you were with a traditional publisher, it's usually a couple of years until uh, a book comes, you know, from like you're done writing it to it's now available. So can you kind of talk about the, first of all, the decision to to do self-publishing and sort of, I feel like writers don't always being asked like what their process is like, but if you could kind of walk us through the process of self-publishing sure. a book. Um, well, I, I know for publishing, you know, it, it's very competitive and challenging and, and you're right, it can take years. And, um, you know, there's certain criteria that the publishing houses have. And I understand that they're, they're in a business. Um, but, you know, there's the issue of also, you know, control and decision making. And, and I, I guess, being the free spirit that I am, <laughs> decided that, you know, I, I wanted to manage that. And of course, there's a cost that goes with that. So, you know, you have to be prepared to do that. And you're right, you know, writing a book does not make you a millionaire. Uh, there are very few J.K. Rowling's in this world, um, you know, and and that's OK. Um, you know, certainly there's an investment in a first book. That's that's just the business part of doing it. And you have to be able to to do that and uh, and to say that, you know, that's the way it is. I'm going to, to do this right. I'm going to put the money in. People don't have to do everything I did. Right. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I had a consultant. I couldn't have, do it, have done it without him. Um, the illustrator, of course, you have to have, um, you know, the PR firm, they are amazing. I would never have known or met people like you that could, you know, help get the word out myself. Um, you know, uh, the website, uh, you know, we're not website designers, so you have to have that. But, you know, people have been very cost conscious with us. And of course, having Chris, um, you know, have that and, and utilize his skills has been, you know, very helpful and given me a lot of comfort because he just updates me at nights and weekends. And, you know, I know that he shares the vision with me. And, um, you know, when Steve saw the book, he looked at it and just got a big smile on his face. So, um, you know, I think that that it accomplished for him also, um, you know, what I hope, uh, as I said, he's working on speech. That's That's still been a challenge. Um, you know, been what he would have hoped for and wanted, even though, you know, he may never, I expect, will never be the same. But that doesn't mean that he can't be very productive and positive. And that's one of the things I've learned through this is, is my message is, you know, people have all of their issues in their lives, different sufferings, different challenges, different obstacles. And for the things that our family has gone through, my message is just stay strong, stay positive, believe in yourself, reach, dream, share, um, and you know, for me, love and service. Um, you know, and that's that's what 
I believe I encountered and what I hope might, to the extent it does, that this book inspire others because there's other people that have disabilities and that have illnesses and that have various things in their lives. And just what's inspired me is to see Steve continue to fight and drive and try to succeed. And, you know, it just amazes me. And he's not the only one. There's other people out there um, that have disabilities that are living their best lives and that are going on and that, you know, if they don't speak, that's okay. They communicate through another means. If they, you know, they, they still live their, their best lives and their families and their friends love and support them. And to me, that just, that's just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And you even, uh, you even kind of answered my next question, which was uh, the messages that you want people to take from this book. So excellent work. You're just knocking off the, <laughs> the questions left and right here. And I, I, I hope uh, this this last question, you're almost off the hook here, but I always like to end with a top three, and I hope this isn't too much of a curveball, but I, I think having two dogs myself, they do lots of silly things. They're, they're big goofballs. And so I'd love to hear your top three goofiest moments or like goofy things that your, your dogs do. My male... Uh, he pulls my female by her tail. <laughs> so, so they will be playing. And of course, she's like, excuse me, get off me. I'm done rolling around with you. Stop biting my fur. And so when she's had enough of him, um, he just decides, well, I haven't. And he goes back to the back. And, and lapoons have very fluffy tails that you know curl up like huskies do. And he just gets that tail and he starts dragging her. And she looks at us like, will you get him off me? <laughs> So that's number one. And um, uh, Comey also, and so does his son Yolo do this. Comey will jump up and he's about 48 pounds. Yolo's about 30. And he will sit on the top of a chair, which I don't know how he gets himself up there because that's a pretty decent sized dog <laughs> to sit on, not an armchair, but, you know, like a chair that has a decent back on it, you know, a relaxing chair. And he sits there and he looks out the window and he barks like I am overseeing my kingdom and I am barking at my kingdom. <laughs> so, so that is. And then there's my little girl, Snowy, one girl and seven boys. <laughs> and she is the smallest and she holds her little head up and her little tail and she prances around and any of her brothers get in her way, there she is chasing chasing the boys that outweigh her by numerous pounds, <laughs> if not 10 or plus pounds. And she's on their rear ends and they're like, what is she? And get her out of here. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so those are my three things, Joey. Fantastic, fantastic. I can picture them all. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Caroline, this was so much fun. I, I feel like I learned a lot. I feel motivated to get out and do some stuff now after this. Uh, if people also want to get that inspiration, that motivation, want to pick up a copy of the book or just want to reach out and say hello, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, the, the book is on Amazon, either through Kindle or ordering the book itself. Uh, they can also go to happylappies.com 
which is our website. They can see additional pictures of the dog. We have a gallery, kind of a growing up gallery, and they can reach out to me that way. And I look and I answer, or they can uh, you know, comment on the pictures or the different things on Facebook. I make sure I give everybody likes. And if somebody asks me a question, either on Facebook or getting through the website, I try to make sure I answer everybody. So I would encourage them to reach out to me. I would love to talk to people. And if they order a book and would like me to dedicate it to either them or a loved one, please reach out. I am happy to do that. Fantastic. Well, everyone, pick up a copy of A Very Lappy Christmas because it is just, uh, I mean, how, how can you not enjoy it? How can you not enjoy it? It's wonderful <laughs> stuff. Caroline, thank you so much. And of course, we got to end with a corny joke. And I even found a dog-themed one for it. What do a dog and a cell phone have in common? I don't know. What do they? They both have caller ID. Ah! Good afternoon today, people. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) I like that one. Well, I'd like to wish you, Joey, a very happy holiday season. And please stay safe and well. And same to all of your listeners. Um, Please try to find some joy in this season. Mm 